Annyeong SAO. Welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the haul you wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. How is everyone today? I don't know what day it is. It's, <laughs> it's really <laughs> cold here. And I know that like leading with the weather is not, you know, what's very really, interesting. What's really cold to you? <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> Tell me what you think is cold. And then. So I rode my bike today to work at home and it was 51 degrees. <laughs> Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I had to wear a vest. Oh, <laughs> poor you. <laughs> I would kill for It's 19. Nine, one, nine. 19. That's, That's terrible. That's masochistic. It's like supposed to snow here in the next It's been days. snowing. <laughs> we, have winter, we have a winter weather advisory right now. Fantastic. I love weather. All right. <laughs> Ugh. Well, Megan, well, you said that you had uh, some things to share. Okay. And you know my anticipation when Megan's like, I've got something to talk about. Oh, my about. gosh. And I have I have an add-on. I have a boat add-on. So, oh, go. <laughs> no, this is just a quick story about how my morning started. Okay, so. I'm already laughing. I know. So, I like to order my groceries on Instacart, okay? I just, I know that's kind of the lazy way, but. I do groceries online. There's no. Yeah, no it's apologies. Just, it's the easiest no thing for apologies. Me. Okay, so I ordered my groceries on Instacart this morning, like early, and I hadn't had breakfast yet, mainly because we didn't like have any food in the house. And I was like, I'll wait till the groceries come and then have my bagel. And I was really surprised at how like fast it like I ordered it, and then in like half an hour they were like, We're delivering your groceries. And I was like, Awesome. And I get a text that's like, your groceries are delivered. And I'm like, great, I'm hungry for my bagel. And I go down to my front porch and there's no there's no fucking groceries there. And so I open up the email because they take a picture. Uh, I don't know what grocery apps other people use, but in Instacart, they take a picture of your grocery bags on your front porch. So I actually looked at the picture, which I don't always. I looked at the picture and then I was like, that's not my fucking front porch. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought it somewhere else? I just... So, so here's the thing. I live... My like my house isn't is a new a new build okay but it's just attached on to like an existing development like basically they just extended the road and I'm just sort of like up the street so GPS doesn't recognize like where I am but like I've ordered Instacart a million times and they figure it out like they clearly can see oh I you know just need to drive up the street and look for the like letters on the light post <laughs> and I can find the address but this person was just like fuck it <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she just like dropped our groceries on a stranger's house so i'm like oh shit and i'm not dressed i like hurry on put on my clothes and i'm like i don't know where it is like do you know what i'm yeah. saying like she just took a picture of the front porch so i'm like i just gotta so i'm like creeping down the street like an old woman like <laughs> oh my god so you went down like looking for your groceries yes because i'm like, like how many bags was it <laughs> a lot like, did you need the car <laughs> to get them yeah, I had to take my car. I had to get in my I had to, so I had to get my clothes on really quick, like shove my feet in shoes. And like, I know this is like, first world problems. But I was like, you know, 
oh my god, I got to get my <laughs> like we paid for that, right. and it's like re- groceries on someone else's porch. So I like turned the corner at the bottom of the hill, and I'm like still driving, and I was like I started to panic a little bit. I'm like, please tell me they're like on my street, and then finally I look over and I see like the white the white grocery bags, the white plastic grocery bags on a porch that was like kind of far from my house. So I'm and their door is open, like meaning they're like they're so they're like your front door is open. They were funneling your groceries. Or the moral of the story is, or the the punchline is going to be that Megan stole somebody's groceries. No, 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 I didn't. So I felt like I had to knock, yeah, because like their door, I couldn't just like take the groceries off the front porch. Multiple trips, multiple trips too. Oh, absolutely! I uh, multiple trips. I couldn't. That would be super freaky. So I had to like knock, and they come to the front door, and they're just kind of like looking at me. It's like an older man and wife, and I was like, "Uh, "These are my groceries." And the (laughs) and the guy was like, "Okay," and I was like, "So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put him in my car." Thank you and, and good he, day, sir. And he's like, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, then I'm starting to like get sweaty. Like, <laughs> like I'm like panicking because I just feel so weird. Like, ugh. so I'm like running and putting the groceries in the car and I go back and I grab too many bags at one time. <laughs> I reach the sidewalk and I hear this like glass shattering and this massive jar of pickles that my husband won. <laughs> fell out of the bag, oh my- smashed all over their Oh my god! No, no, no! On their sidewalk, <laughs> you smashed you broke pickles. The pickles, pickles and glass, pickles and glass. So I'm like, with my hand, you didn't like them, just like gun it away, did you? Well, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Were so there more bags still to get after that? No, this was the last bag. So with my hand, I just like glob pickles and throw them in the bag pick up the glass with my bare hand throw it in the bag and then i'm just like looking at the like spilled pickle juice and i just kind of like swipe it with my foot <laughs> like what I, like, can i borrow your hose to spray the pickle juice off your skin? remember me <laughs> i'm the grocery lady <laughs> so i just kind of like swiped it away and like they did, and then I like looked up at the house. I'm like, maybe they're gonna see me, and but then they didn't. And then I just like a bandit, like ran in my car and drove away. And now my car reeks like pickles, <laughs> reeks like pickles because the bag was like torn. There's pickle juice all over the back of my car, and I didn't clean it up because I just, no way. So I just your car just smells like pickles now. Oh yeah, I like didn't for- clean it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> your car smells like pickles and- forever now. And then Neil was like, and then I, <laughs> I get in the house and I'm like, the pickle jar broke. Like, just the trauma that I've just been through. <laughs> okay. The trauma. And all he goes is, my pickles broke? Well, those, don't tell me they're Clawson. Those are like $6. And <laughs> I was like, you can take your fucking Clawson pickles and shove them up your ass, okay? With the broken glass because they just went in the trash because I scooped them up with my bare hands off the sidewalk. And now I like feel guilty. I'm like, should I go back to the no, like, no? Day. Do not ever go to that. You can't. Don't have a block party. Like you can't ever talk to these people again. I know, and they don't know where I live because it's not like I was like, this is my address. I was just like, these are my groceries, and he just like took my word for it. I mean, I don't blame him. What, a, what else are you? Gonna do? Oh my god! There's no receipt. Oh, so anyway, that was my morning. 
that was my pickle trauma. Now I I just don't want pickles. I've had that happen never, where never I've had groceries delivered to the wrong house, and I've like called the person back and been like, "You said you delivered my groceries. You did not deliver my groceries." And like, right? They mixed up the like. I live in like a loop of townhomes, so luckily it was somebody like the next house over. But he put them. Oh, it was okay. my next door neighbor who I know really well. Thank goodness. But her yeah. her garage was open because her son was outside playing. And mind you, this is like. Very early on in COVID, where like nobody's like going in anybody's house oh, yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. right? And he's like, "Well, I thought it was the house with the open garage, so I just piled all the bags in the garage." So I had to go into her gar- like he put the bags Ugh. in the garage, and so I'm like, "Her son's playing outside, and I know him, and he's like, you know, he's like a year older than my son." And I'm like, "Jack, somebody just put my groceries in your garage. I'm just gonna go get them." Okay, he's like, "All right," but like, yeah, put like the guy walked inside. I never said put him in my garage. Like they always, it always right. says put it in my in front of my door. Also, here's what Instacart right. people will do. I will say, "Can you put it put it by the front door?" Right? Like because mm-hmm. they're like, "Do you want it in front of the garage or the front door?" I'm like, "In front front door." Now, when you say put the groceries in front of the front door, don't you assume that the person delivering understands that you will need to open the door to get the groceries? Oh, they just like pile them right in front and then you can't can't open the door. <laughs> like more often than not. Right. But anyway, uh, my trauma well, is I nothing mean, compared I've, to yours, so. Well, I've never had, I'm just saying, I've never had that issue. Like I've never, like the, they've never delivered it to the wrong house. Anyway, right. so now I'm traumatized. Now I'm going to And you've never broken again. pickles on the yeah, street. On somebody else's yeah. sidewalk, right. I'm going to ha- have to physically shop again now, like a savage. <laughs> to go get pickles <laughs> for Neil. <laughs> <laughs> to get him his stupid claws in. Stupid you should take that up with Instacart, actually. You could, you should. Cl- I will. But there was sort of thing Neil's like, you need to take it up with them. And I was like, okay, I will. But you like, can do it without having to talk to anybody, Megan. You can just do it on the app. Right. I was like, right now, I just need to like, like I told him, I said, I just want to sit and eat because I finally can eat my breakfast. And and I do kind of feel bad. Like, I do feel bad. Like, she, she shopped for me. She just, she just got the I know. Address. I know. But it was a... <laughs> You pay. You paid for her to get that wrong address. Like Instacart is a big markup. I know. Oh, so I, God. I just need to like tag a little something on because I'm never gonna let go of the boat thing. So if you haven't listened, the Happiness Podcast, where Megan was telling Leah and I how she went on a cruise to the Bahamas and couldn't bring her snacks with her, and Leah and I were very confused because we know that cruises are full of food, and Megan revealed, well, no, this cruise was only like two and a half hours long. And then we got into a whole thing of, well, you took a ferry ride from Florida to the Bahamas. And then last podcast, Megan found her scrapbooking of her, of Discovery Cruise Line's one and only ship, right? One and only. Which is now, which is now scavenged for scrap. In like Bangladesh, right? Some, something like that. <laughs> Thanks to Leah. So anyway, so, so Megan showed us a picture of the boat and it looked like, it looked like if I owned a big yacht. <laughs> A two-story yacht. It's like a mini cruise It's a very, it was yeah. a very small cruise ship. So I was in New York over the weekend. And as a joke, like I took, there was a big like Norwegian cruise line ship that was like 16 stories high. I had water slides on the top. And I took a picture and sent it to Megan and Leah. Like I was like, here's a cruise ship. But like, I mean, that was like a monster, but that's not even what I'm talking about. So we were just driving along the water. I've been on the Staten Island Ferry. I did not go on it this time, this trip, but I got to see it from shore and the Staten Island Ferry you know, our, our bus tour guy was like, oh, and there's the Staten Island Ferry, which is free to ride back and forth from Staten Island. And my kids and I did that the last time we were in New York. And I'm looking at this ferry and I'm like, that is bigger than Megan's cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that listeners, you can't see it, but I just pulled up a picture of it. 
Oh, shit, that is big. That's the Staten Island Ferry that is free to ride. And I bet you, I bet you they sell snacks on it or let you bring your peanut butter pretzels or peanut butter crackers, sorry. But I was like, I was like, oh, damn, like that is a ferry for sure. Like it says Staten Island Ferry and it's a very big boat. Yeah. Well, I, as of when you listen to this, I'll have posted photos on Instagram of my quote cruise just to get listener listener feedback neil's very excited about it he's like did you post the photos yet and i was like no the episode isn't out yet i will so yeah if you're just listening now please go check our instagram for the megan's fair for the megan fairy fairy photos (laughs) fairy f-e-r-r-y a boat that Uh, just transports you from one place to the next it's not about the ride. It's not it's right. not about the journey. It is about the destination. <laughs> oh, on that yes. note, should we get on to our journey for the day? Yes. I'm ready. So today we are going to discuss Singles Inferno, which is the Korean dating reality show that was on Netflix. And also just kind of like dating reality shows in general. So Leah and I have seen Singles Inferno, and Amy has like zero desire to see <laughs> Singles Inferno. Or any dating so show. So part of this, yeah, it, it really any dating show. So part of this podcast is us trying to convince her why Singles Inferno is actually like a damn good watch. And you at home listening, and I mean, I feel a deep sense of shame that we're even trying to make this pitch, and yet I do feel <laughs> committed to the process. Me too. Me too. Well, for those who have not seen Singles Inferno or haven't heard of it, let's just give you the Netflix pitch. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Yeah. Stranded and ready to mingle, nine young flirty Korean singles (laughs) search for love on a deserted island that they can only escape as couples for date nights on their new island paradise. So dang that's yeah that sums it up so okay i just need to give a little context so i saw singles inferno like floating around netflix i honestly didn't even realize it was korean it just kind of was like a show that was like washing past me and my sister contacted me and was like yo like bro you need to watch this whatever (laughs) like whatever this is like reality dating television show and i was like yeah you know what like no judgment on what you like like you get that that show and you enjoy it and i'm so happy that that is like your journey and (laughs) i was like i'm just like it's not for me and then i don't remember i think i like had just watched i don't i think i just rewatched reply 1988 and was like i just maybe need like a palate cleanser to just like have a night and like you know recalibrate and you know, there it was, this tempting little <laughs> morsel. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, like, check out the first episode and, like, see what the hell. And that was it. Like, I was like, well, that just took over my life for, like, two solid evenings. I was like. I know, right? And so then, yeah, I was like, Megan, this is like, I don't know what is in this. Like, there's something in the soju here because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I cracked out on it. Yeah. Well, I would say, too, I did not realize it was a Korean show as well. The banner graphic, I guess I would say, is literally just abs, like abs, (laughs) like female and male abs. So that's like all you see, first of all. 
and and the colors like everything is very bachelor-esque they were clearly marketing towards the network reality dating shoes in america and like the raunchy the raunchy like just like white folks fucking in a hot tub that was the vibe that i felt like they like led with (laughs) i mean you know that you know what i'm talking about right right and so here's the dilemma is i actually had feelings (laughs) watching this drama right right and it was you know we're gonna get into it and while like amy this is like the pitch for you while it clearly has like you know, some manufactured elements to it. There's something different happening here. <laughs> yeah. What we should say first is Amy, look, like reality dating shows, yes, no, or maybe so. What are your thoughts? So Leah just kind of hit the nail on the head there with the manufactured elements. Like I don't watch any reality TV at all. It's never been my thing, except for I think maybe once I watched back in my married days, I think my husband and I watched it's like the amazing, it was either the amazing race or like, tre- you know, they had like a treasure hunters one oh, that was like for amazing race. Yeah. Really cool, and like, so like stuff like that's more of a competition type thing appealed to me more. But yeah, I've never watched a reality dating show because to me, that word reality is not accurate at all. Like it's, it's very scripted, very manufactured. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it does not hook me in the least. So no, 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 nope. <laughs> and that's fair. I, I will say I have not watched I have not watched reality dating shows for years. Okay. But uh I used to watch reality dating shows like in the early days sort of of the genre or the early-ish. So I've mentioned this before on the podcast. But <laughs> You're a cultural historian. Oh, it's so bad. I know. It's I know. I look, I'm hipster about my reality dating shows. <laughs> Um, but I used to watch Rock of Love with Brett Michaels and Flava of Love with Flava Flav on VH1. I mean, they were my jam. Yeah, I, I also does say VH1 like, Brett Michaels still exist. Yeah, okay. it does. Okay, but I don't think they. I don't even know what they do anymore. But anyway, I was a huge fan of Poison, <laughs> and Brett Michaels is the lead singer. Of Every rose has its thorn. Yep, yep. So I even rewatch like episodes on YouTube sometimes from these shows. Like I follow a few of them still on Instagram, like some of the contestants. And these truly were like the wild west of reality dating shows because they were on cable and not a network. So they definitely did like more than the network shows would. I mean, they were still pure entertainment that made me feel like I had a shower afterward. I mean, they were just like, just, I don't know. So I can still remember the epic pumpkin and New York fight. And so, yes, those what, are their what? names. You're just like tossing Listen, that out like I'm I know. <laughs> I know. If, like, just because I'm hoping pumpkin there's like Pumpkin and New York are people? Yes. Because Flava Flav, when you would enter his house, he would give you nicknames just on the spot. You know, he's just clearly a genius. <laughs> he just named one pumpkin and one New York. And they had a, like, a reality TV, like, legendary fight. And yeah, so I remember that. Anyway, just good times. And but uh, but I haven't watched any in a really long time because to be honest, like The Bachelor doesn't um, interest me or anything. So that it's just I've that's why I was like a little hesitant to watch Singles Inferno because I haven't watched anything like that in a long time. And okay, no, I like I in this odd sense, I maybe in the middle, but more Amy. I mean, like really, it's a no for me. I like even hearing you say the words like flavor of love <laughs> it's just it's a it's a just a no like i feel I like know. it's like 
taking a Dorito bag that's empty <laughs> and then just like licking it with like the flat of your tongue and just being oh like that's the feeling I get when I think about that. <laughs> what kind of description? <laughs> However that made you feel is how yeah. I feel. Okay. <laughs> Fair. But what does have a place in my heart, so I'm not going to throw all reality TV under my butt, is under my butt. <laughs> under under I was like, butt. what? <laughs> it's been, I was like, it's been a long day. I'm really tired. I was like, maybe that's a new expression. <laughs> I just coined it. I mean, I, I need to, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the fart jar thing? NFT. NFT. Yeah, NFT, NFT, yeah. <laughs> NFT under the butt. Okay. So... What I really love, though, and this makes me, like, not old for this world, but, like, feeling, like, elderly, like I've been been around for a little while, is um, the old, old real worlds. Oh, yeah, of course. So not, like, not what real world became, but, like, the original. Absolutely. The first seasons. And so, you know. Like when Pedro was on from San Francisco. Yes, and then Pam and Judd from San Francisco and, like, their love story. That felt, like. best. I mean, look, I haven't, like, done any, like, background digging to see what elements of real world were real back then. But it did feel more kind of like a psychological experiment for, like, that New Mm -hmm. York and San Francisco times. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they got into what was the other one where they had like the van that they would drive around all the time. Road, Road rules. Road yes, rules. I was obsessed with those. So I did watch both of those. That was like my late teens, early twenties, and I I totally was into that. But like to me, that was different because it what like it's not a dating show. Like I'm, th- you know, like right exactly. dating shows very different to me. Yeah, um, I just I just want to say real quick that on my spring break cruise. <laughs> <laughs> In the once we got to the Bahamas, part of our trip was there were members of Road Rules there. So, like, I have pictures of Ace and Derek. If anyone remembers who they are, I have pictures of them. They were on the stage at in the Bahamas. Okay, keep going. Megan and I have both admitted on a previous podcast also that we watch Jackass. So, like, yeah, I'm not I'm not immune to all reality TV, but apparently, right? right, Apparently, though, Jackass is my jam. Dating shows, not so much. So, but I may be the only one of you that's actually been on a reality TV show. Oh, do God. tell! Oh my God! And I don't of know if you know. You I been. don't know if you know this story or not. I don't think we. You're the type of person who you will bring something up that you think everybody knows. By the way, I lived in Germany for two years. What? I mean, Christ Almighty! Like, how do you even fit all this? Okay, in? so I was on Top Chef. And you can, like, literally see me on Top Chef. Wait, I feel like I do know this. Yeah, go for it. You were not an actual contestant. No, yeah, I was a contestant. No, no, but you were... No, I mean, like... She's secretly a were. If I'm remembering correctly, you were not a contestant, and you were also not not in good form. No, I was not even remotely sober. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I do remember this story. This is good. So I'm just going to give the story short because it is funny. So... okay. Okay, there's a little preamble, but I, one of my best friends is this wonderful gay man. I've known him forever. And he had a bad breakup and he had tickets to go to Maui with the person that he had the bad breakup with. And he was like, fuck it. Do you just want to come with me? And I was like, hell yes, I do. So me and him went to Maui. I left 
my family behind (laughs) and was like, I'm going to live my best life as like being your like plus one plus one. Then he was like, where should we stay? Because I can like book anywhere. And so I picked a hotel and it was like a hotel that's nice, but maybe a little past its prime, (laughs) like maybe had a reputation, but like was kind of like a little old. So we were like, would go out like, well, let's like party in the hotel. Then it was like, everyone's fucking like 75. (laughs) So we ended up at like this bar down the street called like the monkey pot or something. And so one night we were outside and this like guy who also you know was gay came up and started kind of like hitting on my friend and he was like i'm a producer on this show like we're filming it i can't really it's all hush hush but you know if you want to be on it like to come tomorrow at like six in the morning at the nice hotel next door that was like the fancy hotel that like we both were like fuck well, we should have stayed there and so i was like i kind of want to do it and he's like no it's probably going to be like porn and i was like no i think it'll be awesome we should do it and he was like Nyeh. so we went to bed and then we woke up but it's like hawaii time like three out you know so we were on like you know mainland time so i woke up and was like fuck it let's like go see what the show is and he was like Ugh, fine so we like go over to this thing and as we walk inside i'm like it's top chef like i actually like sometimes watch top chef i love top yeah chef. and so we go in we're the only white people because <laughs> they've like recruited all these awesome like maui like tourism folk to like be on the show <laughs> And so they're looking at us and I've lived in Hawaii. So like, I get it. Like I walk in, I'm like, we look like the Howley tourists that have like rung in, which is absolutely what we are. And like these locals are like, what the fuck? And my friend is so charming that within 15 minutes, he was like, I swear they were almost ready to carry him around on their shoulders as he like, (laughs) like he was like the most popular person there. So we like got in fast. And then they just started giving us alcohol. And it's like seven in the morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) And like it was like free booze, no food. So for Top Chef, I was like, we're going to eat some good shit. No food. Nothing. Just like really good beer and like some sort of fruity cocktail. And I was hungry. (laughs) And I thought we were going to be inside doing whatever we were doing. So they roll us all outside. Like Padma Lakshmi is like outside under an umbrella sipping a Diet Coke. The guy who was hitting on my friend was holding the Diet Coke while she sipped out of it. Oh, my God. was like her bitch. Amazing. And then they all set up. And it was like a quick fire challenge where they're like, we're going to cook spam. Like everyone's going to cook spam because it's Hawaii. And then we were supposed to be like the Hawaiian like party that was like mingling around while they were doing it and at this point i'd been there like two and a half three hours and i was fucking hammered (laughs) and we were now outside and i had no sunscreen on so i also got really bad sun poisoning (gasps) and i remember like being like okay we want to be on tv and what we need to do is do like a lot of like ad like we were like me like my fingers was like you just say peas and carrots and pretend like you're talking to each other he's like always just be engaged in deep conversations nod your head and the camera will like find us which it totally does if you find the episode so we're all like peas and carrots peas and carrots like walking around and at this point i'm like almost hallucinating and then they like give the announcement of the winner and i remember standing there and my entire vision like tunneled down and like went like stars and I was like oh my god I'm gonna fucking pass out like in front of me standing here (laughs) and so I like backed up and I ended up behind a quick fire challenge station 
And when I got to the back, there was like mayonnaise and like nasty shit. And I just like laid down in all of it, like a nasty little like piece of spam <laughs> myself. I was like, I'm so, blah. and there was like a bottle of water somebody had been drinking. And I was like, I don't care. I'm drinking this water. <laughs> and my friend found me like so sunburned, curled up in like mayonnaise behind the quick fire challenge station, holding this bottle of water like a baby bottle, like <laughs> and he had to find a golf cart to take me back to the hotel because I couldn't even walk. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then the whole next day he was like, I fucking hate you because I was like, I can't do any like I was like so I'm like, I am sick. I'm hungover. Right. I am like burned all over and he was like what the fuck so anyway i smell like manny yeah i think the episode is called maui wowie okay i'm looking it up on youtube i can't fucking wait and oh my god leah um yeah so that's that i just know that like at one point you can see me like standing in this crowd and then when the camera pans back i'm gone gone. because at that point i'd been like i'm gonna pass out and i literally did just pass out so anyway that was a long story my god (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. Okay. Okay. Well, one day on the pod, I'll tell a story about how I was in a commercial. But we'll, we'll that'll be for another time. All right. Well, here's one thing as writers that we can say is that, you know, dating shows lean in hard to the idea of archetypal characters. So, you know, we have teacher Amy here who may not have watched any of these lowbrow dating shows, but she does know what <laughs> archetypal characters are. So, teacher Amy, what do we mean when we talk about character archetypes? <laughs> An archetype is like an emotion, a character type, or an event that is notably recurrent across the human experience. So in the arts, an archetype creates an immediate sense of familiarity, allowing an audience member to relate to an event or character without having to necessarily ponder why they relate. Like you just kind of get it. You connect. I would say like some examples like from K-dramas that we've been, you know, getting used to is like you turn on a K-drama and you see that you meet the hero and he's a chable. You know, like right away when you see a table hero that there are going to be issues with intimacy, <laughs> that money is probably going to be a big reason why he can't be with the heroine because she's going to be, you know, this super scrappy poor person. And you have this like immediate familiarity with him. Same thing if you've got, you know, like an heiress or like if the scrappy poor girl, you know, is the heroine or overprotective parents, um, the plucky best friend, you know, um, I know you guys have finished. I'm watching, still watching our beloved summer um, oh, no, I haven't finished Oh, you haven't yet. finished yet. Okay. So, no. you know, we all love our beloved Summer, and, you know, we've got, like, that awesome best friend character that as soon as she walked on screen, like, I knew, like, oh, she's going to be, like, sort of the highlight of this show as far as, like, the comic relief, lightening things up, you know, and you just know that character. That's an archetype. Yeah, and people can kind of be like, uh, cliches, but again, it's like ties into that idea of universal fantasy that we always keep coming back to lately, where sometimes there's just things that happen that feel comforting. And I think, yeah, archetypal characters often do that for us. Agree. So, okay, Megan, what were your expectations going into this show? So I actually wasn't sure what this was going to be. And a part of me wondered if I was actually going to see like a different side of dating in Korea than what K-dramas present to us. But I have to admit, it really wasn't that much different. They still talked about what their ideal type was like all the time. Uh, They worried about burdening each other with their feelings. And there was like zero 
raciness. I would say the only difference was that all of them seemed like way more eager to shed their clothes into like tiny bikinis or small swim trucks. Like everyone on the show was like just incredibly attractive. So and I just have to say shout out to Ye Wan for having a body that I absolutely coveted. She pranced around in bikinis and tight skirts the whole show. She had this one like green skirt that I was like, good Lord, honey, that makes your butt look amazing. I wanted to go to paradise with her is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she had a butt that I just honestly wanted to just bounce quarters off of. Oh, amazing. They did. a They did. They did do like a couple like like zoom ins on her butt while she was like laying on her stomach in the sand. And I was like, I would watch a whole show of her butt. Yeah, it was its own drama, really. Right. And yeah, for me, I just the only thing that made me slightly intrigued, which is maybe why I pushed go on it, was my sister told me that they had a date where, you know, the dude and the lady put on uh, sheet masks like they did the mask packs. And I was like, you know, what the hell? So like, wholesome. I'm, yeah, so wholesome, like, so into self care, like, good for you. Let's just like, you know, anytime we can take like a little bit of a just cut a little bit down on that toxic masculinity, I'm into it. So that was actually what made me say yes, even though like most of me was like saying no and hating myself. Yeah. So Amy, we had you check out the trailer for this. So you <laughs> yeah. haven't watched it. But no. we did think, you know, pop onto Netflix. Sure. So what intrigues you about this trailer? Honestly, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Other than it being a Korean show, which is my preference for entertainment media. But like, that's how much I just like dating shows are not for me. So you still have a lot of convincing to do. I mean, okay, fair. Look, I saw the trailer too. Did not leave. I mean, I'm not going to die on this hill. So, <laughs> I mean, to, honestly, the trailer for it, like if, if that was all I had to go on and not listening to you to, you know, sort of love on the show, if it was just a trailer, the trailer to me did not differentiate from any like American dating show. Like the trailer was very Bachelor to me. Yeah, I very much agree with that. So in broad strokes, Leah and Megan try to explain to me what was different about this show versus American dating shows. No spoilers, but I would like to point out that I've never truly watched an American dating show like The Bachelor, like not never watched like a whole episode the whole way through because they've never enticed me. So you're going to have to work extra hard to explain the difference to get me to see it since I don't even watch the Western ones. First, let me start off by saying that like in the good old days of like the first reality dating shows, kind of like the real world, a lot of the contestants were just like regular people. Like they were like school teachers and shit, you know? Um, so sure, there were likely some like aspiring actors and models, but getting rich off of social media presence wasn't like the main objective. That wasn't even really a thing when reality dating shows started. There was no internet. Yeah, there was or, no- I mean, like there was maybe internet, but there was like no social media. Right, right. So it was like, just kind of, I don't know, there were like people with actually like semi, you know, pure intentions. But now on American dating reality shows, it's really all models and Instagram influencers who are often on the shows to play a character and then use that character on their social media for follows. So now on to Singles Inferno. Most of these were some sort of social media types. They were like dancers or models or fitness gurus or something like that. And some have said, I've watched some interviews with them, and they have said that they were, a lot of them are contacted, like, through their Instagrams by, like, the show's producers asking them to be on. But the reality show landscape of Korea is so much different 
because I didn't see these people really playing into like hard playing into stereotypes the way that American contestants do. And I didn't even really feel like the show edited them into strict stereotypes like I expected it to. And I thought that we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there was like this addition of these four commentators who were essentially watching the show along with us. It felt like I was watching, you know, a show with my friends because they were there. They would sympathize with the characters and just overall, they made it feel more wholesome rather than sleazy. And the dating conventions in the show were still very conservative. There was like a kiss on a cheek and that was like a big deal that she gave him a kiss on the cheek. At one point, a couple slept side by side, and that was, like, a huge deal. But that was about, like, as racy as it got. And I remember, like, Joe Millionaire. Oh, God. Back back in, like, the early 2000s that edited sound effects over a, like, black screen to make it sound like the woman was giving the male bachelor oral, and she wasn't, and the show edited it to make it that way, which is just terrible. <laughs> early 2000s were a wild time um and then we have you know singles inferno and they were just playing up this cheek kiss that was like really a mere peck but they played it up and it was just really cute so usually when i finish watching american dating shows i just like kind of feel icky but singles inferno was really sweet and at the end they were like reminiscing about their time on the island and all they learned and the friends they made it was just yeah it was was very much like the friends we made along the way yeah, it was like, this was a great summer at camp. Like, like were you know? the women friends with each other? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they had, like, nice friendships. There was actually, like, zero cattiness. Zero cattiness. So that, to me, sounds wholly different than anything I would expect from America. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's always the women fighting in, like, American shows where this was very much, like, Soyeon and Yewon had, like, the cutest friendship. Like, I wanted them to go to paradise together and eat delicious good food yeah. and together because they were so sweet they had such a nice friendship yeah and i'm curious like if yeah how, how those choices came up because i do think some of the characters that they introduced so one thing that they did as well so here's a few things like the premise was you're on this island called inferno or whatever and it's just like they acted like it was hell but it was just like a tropical beautiful island yeah it was like <laughs> and there was bad. like an entire like bunker cabin where you could like curl your hair and put on makeup like it was not a hardship really but you know whatever i will say people didn't dress for the outdoors (laughs) like it was kind of like you know we were coming off the streets of seoul in terms of fashion and one thing that was really i think like really made it just not as gross was i realized how gross hosts are they're just always look like i mean there's just some there's a vibe on like a reality TV show host that's usually not a good vibe. And it means that like I would not want to leave my drink near them anywhere. <laughs> and so there was no host for this. Like there was kind of like a disembodied voice that would, you know, guide contestants to come and do things. And it sounds like a small thing, but it actually made a very big difference to not have that in it almost. And I'm saying this even though this was manufactured AF, it almost harkened back to that kind of real world early day vibe where there was nothing like that. You were just kind of like a camera fly on the wall. This was not a fly on the wall. It obviously, you know, was pretty slick. But without the host, it made a big difference. I agree. I forgot about that. There was no like set host. And then, yeah. And then you would compete in challenges and do, you know, 
choose people to go to paradise with and paradise was like some nice ass hotel where you'd like go and spend the night with them and eat delicious food and wear your mask packs and hang out in the pool and part- but they almost always spent the night in separate bedrooms like in this hotel room there was separate bedrooms yes. and they almost always spent the night in separate bedrooms. and they acted like oh my god it's so nice to get a break from that like you know hellish tropical paradise that I've been on for, like, what, a day and a half, and now I can come yeah. to this other place. So, you know, I mean, it was a little silly, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But you had the idea of, like, yeah, they would go and get rewarded by getting intimate somewhere else. And, you know, like, this is something that I do want to talk about is, yes, I think people were, like, more whole people presented. Definitely these people were on to, like, get their a lot of their, like – Instagram influencer social media careers going like that's definitely was like a thing and we've seen that since yeah. the shows ended and they weren't as cliche as I would say western shows are in terms of like the bad girl and like the man whore but I think that there were <laughs> archetypes that existed so I kind of want to go through the like main cast and just kind of break them down for you and I agree with these. I do. Here's one other thing. is just a caveat. You don't know what they do for a living. They're not allowed to disclose that until they go to paradise. And then they can, like, tell whoever they're with, like, what they really do for, like, their day job. And their ages. So that's yes. another thing. Obviously, in Korea, that's a big deal because they weren't using necessarily honorifics with each other because they didn't know ages. Yes. Good point. So, okay, we have Gia the YouTube star and Instagram influencer. And she's a little bit of a femme fatale. Basically, like, the dudes are into the Gia (laughs) in a big way. And she's kind of perfected this innocent virgin, like, high-end innocence. But, like, really, you know, she knows her way around a D shtick. She knew how to work a man. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you knew that, like, she could take that down all the way. And she knew they knew. But you'd still be, like, plausible deniability. <laughs> so then we have Kim Hyun, And this bad boy was a, he's a literally a boy band backup dancer and a giant chest owner. <laughs> like, his chest was so Massive big. Massive pectorals. Oh, just so, so like, big. Like, I would have hit him and just, like, bounced off, like a bumper car. <laughs> and kind of a knuckle dragger, really. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But quiet. Like, not, like, a bro. Like, bro, but, like, quiet bro. You know? Like, yeah. definitely bro. And all this dude wanted was, like, Gia shoved down his pants. <laughs> he, like, could not stop. Then we get to, like, our girl, Anya Wan, who's sassy, flirty, funny, Pilates instructor, great butt. And she's the girl, like, everyone wants to be friends with. And she's the girl who somehow just gets, like, friend-zoned by all the men there, even though literally her ass is 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. And everyone's just like, oh, she's so wacky. I'm like, dude. No, she was, she's, like, the most fun. The most fuckable, the most everything. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so then we have Choi Si-hun. And I don't know, this bro is, like, small, kind of emo, a little bit of, like, a Disney prince, but, like, in a sad way. (laughs) And he was, like, a model slash actor. If we go, like, Zoolander, he was really, like, a slashy vibe. And he was kind of sort of a bitch a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And surprisingly, he was 30. So I think he was, like, one of the older ones, but he looked, like, 20. He was the CEO of something. Let me just say that all I mean, of these they people were, all... were CEOs of something. Yeah. It was hysterical. He was like CEO of his living room, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we have God. <laughs> God. <laughs> of his living room. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have Kong So Young. So this she's all, she was also pretty rad. So she was like yeah. sporty AF. She was like this Amazon, just like tall, buff, hot, and she owns like a boxing hit gym. She was a former idol. Um, she's strong, independent, and you might find her lounging away in the afternoon just reading a prayer book because that's what she would do is just sit and funsly relax with her prayer book. <laughs> However, enter stage left with Ojin Tech, the menswear store owner and chest hair enthusiast. So he had just so much hair. Like when he first showed up, he had like a trimmed beard and everyone's like, ooh, he gives off American vibes. Yeah, that's the one I mentioned in a previous podcast that they were like, oh, I think he's Korean American. Right. So, I mean, like, I'm not sure what that says. Like, But he, but he wasn't, right? <laughs> no, he was no. not. And he not only had a lot of chest hair, like more than the average anyone, he shaved it into a triangle. It was a weird that's, shape, I will admit. That's an odd I think choice. he shaved it, right? That's an like odd it's, I mean, maybe it naturally. I mean, that was a weird shape. I don't know. Maybe he didn't, but he definitely trimmed his like beard. Like he had a very his beard was nice though. His beard was nice. I liked it, but the chest hair was long. Like you could lose, <laughs> you could like lose a small cat in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he had like kind of like a simmering sexual charge. He did. Okay. Then we have poor Kim Jong-suk, who, I mean, like, good for Kim Jong-suk. Like, he was a health food owner and friend. Like, nobody was looking to get with Jong-suk, which is kind of weird because he was, like, not unattractive. But he literally, Amy, would have been, like, Steve Sanders from 90210. Like, that was the vibe he played (laughs) in, like, the entire... He was just there. And then... His personality was a two. His personality was a two. such a good comparison. Oh, my God. Poor Steve Sanders. We're sorry, Ian Ziering. Yeah, because of course I know his name in real life. Yeah, and being put up against Jason Priestley and Luke Perry, like, ugh. <sighs> okay, so then we have somebody who entered late. So they had these characters that would like pop in, like towards like the end of the episode, like towards the end. Of, like there were multiple episodes, and all of a sudden they're like a new player. And one of these was uh, Cha Hyun Sung. I mean, he had a big cross, so take that as you will but i mean he brought straight up fuck boy with tats energy he did he did and he was another backup dancer who was actually friends with kim Jun, but clearly was brought in to cock block everything <laughs> he was he was so god is so great okay then we go to somebody who I, like, problematic, but I really enjoyed, who was Moon Seho. I had such a soft spot for Seho. And he was the Gongkum restaurant owner. He would step in to be a chef so his staff could take vacation. And I would say that they really, like, shaped him to be the love protagonist. So he mm-hmm. just has this, like, long game passion for Shin ji who is kind of like the brainy girl next door. She's cute. She's small. She's... I don't know. She just kind of seemed like the ideal image of Korean feminism or something, you know, just kind of like pretty and soft, soft. kind of like she wore soft clothes. And then we find out that she's at University of Toronto as a neuroscience, like PhD or some shit. Like she's like super smart. Yeah. Okay. So then we pop over to Kim Soo Min who was a random character they just like basically just dumped off on the island like at the very end of the drama i forget literally everything about her except she was like i think cute and she liked cardigans 
she she dressed like Delia's from the nineties, yeah. like absolutely, <laughs> like these like 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 rib shirts with like tiny flower prints, like all in pastels, and yeah, she loved cardigans, and that and she had dimples. Yes, I mean, I just don't remember her doing anything. And then we no, had um, Song Min Ji, who kind of if there was going to be a villain, I felt like they tried to kind of give her a little bit of a villainous character. Yeah. She was also just she was too nice, though. dumped in, but kind of had like that classic henchman vibe of she was kind of after Seho, but Seho was on his own love journey. So they would kind of like put her in there. <laughs> it's a love journey. So yeah. that's that's the cast, Amy. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And I, I love that you I, I love the descriptions. I love that you have like sort of an archetype for everybody and that they throw some wrenches into the plan towards the end of the series. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of interesting because it was how many episodes? Eight? Yeah, it was very short or six. It was really short. So sometimes, so some of the people they thought they threw in like too late. Yeah, I felt like chance. it was too short to have the people thrown in because, like I said, it was like then these two random girls that we were just like, what? No, we're just more of the cute butt. Like I don't know why. Yeah, we're... make them stay on that freaking island for a month. Like yeah, it, yeah, that was the other thing. Like their timeline was pretty. I was like, <laughs> it was so it was so condensed. Yeah. Okay, so if you could take one person yourself to paradise. Who is hopping in the helicopter with you? Because that's how you get to paradise. And if you're married, you get a hall pass. Not married, you know. I make my you own can rules. Throw in, you make your own rules. So my own rules say that, um, so from South, I, I chose South Korea and the U.S. just because I've got, you know, one in each. So from South Korea, Gong Yoo. From, from the U.S., Chris Evans. But since I'm not married and don't need a hall pass, I'm allowing myself to take both. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I followed Amy, so I did South Korea, which would be Ji Chang-wook. Hello. And then from the U.S., well, Tom Hardy is not American, but You didn't whatever. have to do it from the U.S., though. I just said U.S. You I know. Just, I could have just said okay. Tom Hardy. Okay, from anywhere else, I would have choose Tom Hardy. I mean, fair. fair. So, fair. okay, for me, look, not an actor, but just someone who's been doing it for me lately, I'd go with Suga from BGS. <laughs> He could go to paradise and just literally like walk on me, and I'd be fine. <laughs> what? I was saying in stilettos. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Sugar in stilettos, but he could just like take me there, and like I don't even care. I don't care what. Happens. Maybe red leather Doc Martens. What? Yeah, actually, yes, probably that. Yeah, works. that would be hot. So yeah, whatever he needs to do, I support him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know for you know what? I'm on like a dirty thing. I would choose Adam Driver because no one brings the dirty like. Oh Adam Driver, yeah. So. That's a good choice. Yeah. I like if it. If I'm going to Yeah, and I mean like ideally can I choose both cuz that would just be like a lot of just like whatever. I'd leave like all like crazy. <laughs> I haven't gotten on the Adam Driver train yet, but Oh, he's just so filthy. I, I... <laughs> I don't have the lust that Leah does, but I get the attraction. I do. He's just really confident with what he's working with. Yes, he is. And he's like strange looking, but also just like magnetically hot. But confidence. I mean, confidence, like when you're really just fucking confident. Yeah. It works. That does a lot. It works. It works. Yeah. Okay. So in this show, they also did some wacky physical challenges. Like... We're going to dig a hole in the sand. No. All the dudes are going to go in the sand hole that has water in it. And we're going to now try to, like, hurl each other out of this watery sand hole. <laughs> I would be in the sand hole forever then because I have, like, zero upper body strength. So, like, I would be so – you do not want me trying to hurl you out of a sand hole. 
I, I do have to talk to the person, to the person who designed the games. <laughs> they were the most half-assed. They really were. Games. They were so I, half-assed. I just, like, was it in, like, who designed these? Like, like an intern's little brother? Because... <laughs> Really? They were so bad. At one point, they just made them just just be like, just stand in the ocean, just like you know, uh, waist deep maybe. And then they had to run to the shore and grab a flag. That's it. That, that was, was the it. game. That was the whole like, game. and whoever got there first won. And I was like, uh, so that's called a race. Like, <laughs> and they're like, they're so fast. Like, yeah, they're like they're so fast. And like, I'm off to paradise, the most- bitches. And they tried to, like, be really dramatic about it. Like, they shot it really dramatically. There was, like, slow-mo when someone fell. And I was like, it's a race where someone fell. Like, this is really bad. And then, th- and then and then, literally, they just built a pit in the sand. And they put all the men in it. And they're like, okay, just, like, wrestle each other out of it. Last, last man in the pit wins. And I was like, are you, like, are you serious? Yeah. Which, first of all, someone could get really injured doing that. No one came up with a better game than just like throwing five men in a pit. Yeah, like it was. Just and then they so did terrible. chicken fighting, where they had like the girls and the guys back, and then they had to like rip each other's hats off. Even that was. I was like, come on. Yeah, no, like, nothing. Watch, none of this was good. Yeah, watch like three episodes of Survivor, and you'll come up with better games. For God's sake. Yeah. So, what is a physical challenge you'd excel at, and what would you fail at? So, I mean, I, I can't fathom these challenges. So, I mean, anything that that requires endurance and i mean i don't mean that in a dirty way but anything that re- i mean maybe I <laughs> but do. you do I don't, but i do anything that requires endurance i think i'd be okay at because i can like if i work out i can work out for a long time but like i was just saying anything that requires like brute like upper body strength like forget it like i'm an epic fail like i don't have me like trying to climb a rope or you know try to do one pull-up <laughs> like it's not gonna fucking be, fucking be pretty but yeah, I could probably run out of the ocean and grab a flag. <laughs> I know so that. I mean, I would say I'm the same way. I have no like my upper body strength is really bad, so that would probably be something I'd I'd fail at. I guess anything I'd excel at is like anything that requires like a small frame, like a small body. Like I don't know, like who can fit in a suitcase? <laughs> like I would win. <laughs> <laughs> Who can <laughs> who can survive in a pit of kittens? I would oh, do I that would as to- well. no. Actually, I would. That would kill me yeah. if I didn't have an allergy pill. Yeah, I'd want them all home. Oh my god! So I mean, pretty much anything that requires even like basic coordination, like I'm done. <laughs> like I just lost immediately. <laughs> Leah would be at the snack tent in mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just am very. She's trippy. like, I could slather I myself in mayonnaise and lay down. <laughs> No, I think I could come through with it enduring, but in a different way. Like if it was just enduring something unpleasant for a long time, I think I could probably like go into like the zone and like. Could you? Okay. Could you? Speaking of mayonnaise, I'm just on a, I'm on a mayonnaise kick because I think mayonnaise is disgusting. I'm sorry. Anybody who likes it, I'm yeah. not yucking your yum. I don't oh, I like, like mayonnaise. But could you like lay down in like a baby pool of mayonnaise and just kind of chill there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Oh my god, yeah. I I will say I could do anything like the Fear Factor. Oh, I forgot I used to watch Fear Factor. <laughs> even though Joe Rogan's kind of terrible. But the like if you put me in a like tank full of snakes, I'd be okay. We know how you feel about not, snakes. Yeah, I'm not scared I of snakes. I wouldn't like snakes. Yeah, you know I love yeah, snakes. I don't like snakes. I could handle spiders. No. I could sit in like a 
thing with spiders crawling all over me. What? And like, I could like check out. I could just go to another place. I don't think I could do. Sp- uh, see, that's the thing. I don't know. Spiders are still not. I, if they were like tarantulas, that I, I, I think tarantulas. No, spiders do. just don't bother me that much, but snakes bother me. Oh. Sna- yeah, no, if you ever just like sit in this pool of snakes, I'd be like done. done. <laughs> I'll like, pay. I'm, I'll pay for the experience. I'd be like, can I pet them? <laughs> All right, so weirdo, if you were going on a <laughs> desert island and somehow could sit and do a trick and get to go to a five star hotel and order delicious food, what's one dish getting ordered? I will say that on the show, it was steak. They were oh my god, they were eating the yeah. shit out of some steak. So much steak. They when they got to paradise, they would just order like vast amounts of snake and snake yeah. steak. <laughs> <laughs> not not snake snake. Mind. steak and pasta um for me it would be seared ahi tuna that's my go-to so fascinating though from going from a desert island to ordering seafood but that's that's what i want yeah okay yeah if i go from like a beach like i want i want seafood i'd want like lobster crabs except i'm spoiled and i'd want blue crabs because i live near maryland like scallops oh just just Tons of seafood. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big steak person. So even if they're making me eat, you know, whatever, like kind of crap fish, you know, if I'm I don't know how they like how they ate on the show. Like, did they actually? Have- that's a great thing to get into. So finish your question, and we'll talk a little about the food because the food was actually a big part. As as far as the is the food thing, like you mentioned, like you're surprised that I would want seafood after being on an island. I don't know what they ate there, so I'm just telling you what I would like. But even being on an island. I think it's going to be different what they're making us sort of like scavenge for ourselves compared to going to a five-star hotel and having somebody prepare for me a nice cut of ahi. Yeah, exactly. Like I want someone to cook me. This is the thing. I um, like I can make a steak pretty well myself, like, but I am not the best at seafood, like at cooking it. I wish I was. I'm like trying to be better. So ordering seafood out. It's always I, I like better to order when somebody out. makes it for you. Yeah, yeah, because if it's like a good chef cooking seafood, they know how to cook it and... Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Like, part of me feels like I would just, like, want ice cream or something. <laughs> At a five-star hotel, you're going to be like, give me a scoop of Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> no, I would like, like, fancy. I'm just thinking, like, What's you know, I've been at the ice beach. cream? I mean. Like, hand-churned? Yeah. Or like, something? you know, made by, like, yeah. monks who've taken a vow of silence. <laughs> Some of the best ice cream I've had. The like- only noise they make is the rolling of the ice cream barrels. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I want the bougie-ass ice cream. <laughs> you know, somebody, like, harvested They're vanilla just, beans. like, sitting on this, like, wooden floor, like, rolling these huge barrels. Barefoot. So the best ice cream I've ever had, fun fact, was just, a, like, across the bridge from San Francisco. And, like, bougie, fucking rich-ass, like, you know, hippie place. And it was really, really good vanilla bean ice cream that was clearly made by people taking a vow of silence and like devoted their life to the craft and then it was like drenched in a really lovely olive oil and then covered with like a little sprinkling of salt that's interesting and it was really good that's what i would like there's a local ice cream shop near me that my grandmother would always uh get but i hated that ice cream with every ounce of my being it was like grainy like you would eat it and it was like there's like sand in it yeah, I feel like it ruined ice cream for me. And to this day, I don't love ice cream. Ugh. Like if you put like ice cream and like cheese in front of me, hands down, I would have the cheese. Like I don't, I actually don't usually 
eat ice cream. I will never say no to ice cream. Ever. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, Grandma. You ruined it for me. Oh, my gosh. Ice cream is definitely one of my favorite sweets. Yeah, well, so on the island, they they had to make their own food. That was the thing. And they didn't, they rarely had a protein. So they usually had to, other than like eggs. So they usually had eggs and they had to make rice. I mean, they were able to like make decent stuff just because they had that chef who ended up having to make all the yeah, food. Yeah, but they weren't But they were making like to- good cabbage soup. Like they were like getting into it. Like I felt like they were like making right. reasonably They still healthy- had like five side dishes. Yeah, I, I was know. like, I, I was mean- like, fuck it. The side you put Americans in there, and we would have made. <laughs> would have just walked around eating the cabbage like an apple. They would have just. They would have just poured like dry rice in their mouths. Like none of them would have made side dishes. Yeah, it would have been really. Like, if they gave that food, like it was like a pile of sweet potatoes. Oh my god! People would have just died. <laughs> I mean, I know my way around a sweet potato for sure, but I would say you take. You take some of these folks, and I just think that, like, you would find their dead bodies with the sweet potatoes piled next to them. <laughs> They'd be okay. buried under the pile of sweet potatoes. <laughs> but I do really want to take just a brief moment to, like, offer just sincere appreciation to the hosts. These are the ones that I mentioned. Yeah, so they were, like, the commentators that essentially were watching it in real time. Like, you know, they would, like, take a break sometimes from a scene, and you could tell that they were, like watching the edited show as well you know what i mean and then they'd like react to the scene and they'd be like oh that you know poor sihun oh my god so so kyuhyun a like killed me the whole time because he was just so cute and hilarious but you know he had his little like cue cards that he would hold and they would like flip to him and he'd be like hiding under his cue cards during like the really cringy moments where they're you know just stuff's going on that's like really embarrassing and I don't know. They were just fun. So it was um, a model and actor, Lee Dahee. Then it was Kyu Hyun. And then a comedian, Hong Jin Kyung. And then um, rapper Han Hae. They just were like, I don't know. I was like, I would totally just like like to hang with you all. You're just fun and nice people. So there was just like this element of like weird wholesomeness to the entire thing. So even though, yes, it was manufactured, something like there was something there that was like a real emotion, even though like I didn't really think mm-hmm. it was there for like love or anything like that. There was just something n- nice in it. <laughs> yeah. I also want to mention Hong Ji Kyung, the comedian. She is also an actress and she was in My Love from the Star. Mm, she was like yes. the bookstore owner. Yes. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she was my she was my favorite commentator. I loved her so much. She's the bookstore, like the comic shop owner, right? In My Love from the Star. Mm-hmm. From the Star. So mm-hmm. she is also the homeless woman in Legend of the Blue Sea who befriends um, who befriends Jung uh, Ji-hyun okay. as the mermaid. So they are like a really great pair together. Right. And we mentioned that in um, yeah. our female friendships yep. pod. It's because some, someone, one of our Patreons brought it up. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, she's okay. fantastic. And we're just going to step aside for a minute and sneak in one of our favorite parts of every episode, which is our K-pop wreck of the week. Megan, what do you got? So this week, I'm going to recommend Jikjin by Treasure. Uh, It is really, really catchy. Kind of the Facebook group I'm in that's like has a lot of K-pop fans have been talking about it. Treasure is a really popular group. And so Jikjin is, I think it's roughly translated to like go straight to you if you look at like the video. So um, yeah, that's basically it. Super catchy. I love listening to it. It's been 
on my playlist this week. So check it out. Jik Jin by Treasure. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoon Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. So, Megan, did any of the guys have, or girls, have any good one-liners that stuck with you? And, and then Amy, while Megan's thinking of that, have you gotten any really just like great pickup lines <laughs> on a dating app? So as I've mentioned before, I am the one on the pod who is um, divorced and dating in her 40s, which is oh so fun. And fairly recently, I matched with a guy on, I think it was Tinder, and he was a few years younger than me. Cute. He swiped right on me. I swiped right on him. And I got the message of, you are a miffle in every sense of the word. <laughs> M-I-F-L. That's cute. M-I-F-L. Yes. And so at first I was like, are the kids using some other acronym these days that I don't know about? Do I not know what a miffle is? And I should. No, he, he put the letters in the wrong wrong order. Because I did. Oh! <laughs> so it wasn't even cute. Like, I no. was like, oh, a miffle. You're my miffle. No. So it's... <laughs> he just spelled it wrong. He just struck out. He struck yeah. out. So I replied with... Do you <laughs> a mean, withering. Do you mean, oh, very withering. <laughs> Super fucking withering. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm, so I, I replied with, do you mean MILF? If so, thank you for the compliment, but I am not DTF. I'm actually looking for a relationship, but I appreciate the thought and good luck, you know, on your journey. And he unmatched me, which was all fine and good. Oh, that was just like, thank you and good day, sir. Yes. Thank you next. Um, but yeah, miffle. So that's, that's my, I'm a miffle, you guys. I don't know if you a knew miffle. that. Yeah, a miffle. I love a, a miffle. miffle. <laughs> so cute. God, how embarrassing is that? That he spelled it wrong. Oh, God. That's so great. What do you think, Leo? Would you have any favorite lines? I don't remember any lines, actually. I felt like there was just like this general earnestness among a few of them where they would just like kind of like lay out like their thoughts and feelings. So like they weren't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like cheesy lines. Like they were actually, it like, did they feel more sincere to you than... I mean, I look, I I want to like set some expectations that like, I'm not ridiculous. Like I understand what this was and like what this show was. But there was just this element of wholesome sweetness 
that like existed. So I didn't feel like everyone, like I think everyone was pretty knowing that there was a camera there. I think everyone was knowing like how they needed to show themselves. I guess maybe what it is, is how they needed to show themselves in order to like be seen as attractive and interesting was more likable and less just like disgusting, like knuckle dragging alpha hole. Right. I would say, okay, actually, I would say one of my favorite conversations was between Ye Wan and Hyung Sung. So he had won the whole wrestling thing. Okay, so he was able to go to Paradise. And since he was new there, basically the women were like, see, the women were like so sweet. They're like, let's all take turns talking to him. So Ye Wan was so cute and flirty with him. And they were talking about like what their interests and they to see what they had in common. And he was like, I really love water sports. And she's like, oh, I do too. And then she's like, and you know what I really like? Swimming in pools and nice hotels. Like she's yeah. like trying to get it. Taker to paradise and it was so freaking charming because she said it in a self-aware way like she was joking she was trying she was she was attempting to be charming and i think she like totally nailed it i was like honey i would have taken you to paradise in our <laughs> i feel so like we're sweet. just like totally harassing this poor woman i know but she was she really so was sweet like i wanted to hang out with her as like a friend i thought she seemed really fun she had like the best personality but anyway so i would say like that was kind of one of my favorite lines um, so even though it wasn't like one of the men, I just thought she was really sweet. All right. So, you know, I don't know if we've really sold Amy at this point, <laughs> but why don't we just wrap this up with like one favorite moment from the show? Yeah. So I don't know if these are necessarily favorite moments, but these are like moments that I just think about all the time. And one is so they had to, to in order to get water. OK, this was like one of one of the hardships they had. They had to <laughs> like walk to the water jugs with this like like a yoke thing, you know what I mean? Like on their shoulders with the buckets. They had to fill up the water and walk back. So of course, like Hai Jung is like carrying it on his shoulders and Gia's like, oh, your veins. I love men with veins. And it was like the weirdest thing ever because I was like, first of all, we all have veins. And second of all, like it's just weird that that is like your your thing. <laughs> like like uh, that's okay if you have a vein kink, but it was just like really weird because it was one of the first things she said to like any of the guys. And I just thought it was really funny. I like Gia, too. I thought she was great, but I just thought that was a weird moment. And then poor Sihun, who, like, oh, him and his absolute, like, de-evolution into, like, Simpville, following Gia around, even when she was, like, doing a one-on-one with another guy, he was, like, following, like, 15 yards behind. And it was just embarrassing. And I had, uh, like, major cringe secondhand embarrassment over that whole situation. And I'm trying to think for me, what were some things that like stood out? I think <sighs> this just doesn't feel super nice, but there was a scene that I don't want to get into the spoilers of it. But <laughs> at the end, they all had to kind of like do this weird ritualized thing where they like stood on the beach and then like people could like walk up. Oh, yeah. It was like, was it the dudes all stood on the beach? All the women all stood Beach. on the beach and then the men had walk, to walk yes. and stand in front of the woman he wanted to like <laughs> i know it's like and like at that point you knew that like none of these couples were real like none of them were really that believable and you're like whatever yeah it's, it's been all. like yeah. six days four days maybe yeah and actually i did believe the the one though g-tech Jintech. yeah Jintech. G- yeah and and yeah they they seem real but i mean i can't <laughs> i mean like as real as reality tv can be <laughs> but i was i was i believed it but at the end, Gia had three men <laughs> in front of her. It was 
so ridiculous. And, and, and the freaking Siho and like the <laughs> simp were like, buddy, she's go away. I know, she, there was like the one, like the littler dude. And I like little dudes. Like, it's fine. Like, no shade on it. She was a muscle fan. <laughs> Fangirl. Yes, very, very true. And, and so you see these two just gnarly shredded jacked like jacked jacked dudes <laughs> like they just stood there in their veins yeah i mean it was just like and she was into yeah. that and then there was this like little tiny like 19th century poet yeah <laughs> and i don't know why but it was just i was like you shoot that shot buddy shoot the shot even if this is all fake I, like right. it's entertaining go for it yeah so I don't know, <laughs> and then she didn't. Well, I mean, this is this kind of the spoiler, but she didn't. She didn't choose him. We all knew she wasn't. Going <laughs> no, to. but it was just he was just playing <sighs> with the big dogs. He was. He was. He was trying. He was really shooting his shot. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. When he when he went and stood there, I'm like, buddy. I remember you got like burnt on the first day from cooking Aww. rice. So he had like a bandage <laughs> on his hand, like the whole time. I'm like, buddy, God, you're killing me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, Amy, did we did we do any convincing? I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna steer myself away from our beloved summer to do this right now, but it's not a not a definite no for me. I think in the right mode. The right, right. mode is right, like good. with like when I need a palate cleanser. That is when yeah. I watched it as well. I watched it as like a palate cleanser and it was really fun. It's super short and it just like it goes so fast. Like you're watching the episodes and you're like, oh, it's over because it's just it's pure entertainment. That's that's it. You know what I mean? And it's fun to like laugh along. And n- none of it feels seedy. I think that was like kind of the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I didn't. It, and I knew it was like silly, but I didn't hate myself when I finished it. I was like, I actually. Exactly. I don't know. I don't really have like the proper words to describe it, but I felt like it was sweet and I felt like, oh, that was cute. <laughs> That's the way I felt, too, when I was done. I was like, oh, well, that was kind of sweet. I actually feel good about myself yeah. when I'm done. That's surprising. So with that said, what are we all watching now? I mean, I've already said it like 30 times that I'm watching Our Beloved Summer. And I'm I'm kind of... It, <laughs> Listen I, to that attitude. I've already said No, it. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like, nobody wants to hear from me anymore. Like, I, I love the show. I'm just... I had to halt for a trip to New York, and I had zero time to to watch while I was there. So I'm still in the middle of that drama and I love it. Well, I am watching it too because I have been doing lots of things that are not watching drama, but I love it too. And I think I hit episode 11, which I remember Megan being like episode 11. So, well, there was just something at the very end that I was like, Oh, you better watch. I just love the, the little epilogue. This cast. I just love this cast so much. Really, I just love it. I love the music. I love everything about it. Well, we mentioned the, like, spunky sidekick played by Park Jin-ju and honestly, like, petitioned to put her in yes. the of a romantic Please. comedy. I know. She's so good. And she's been the, like, spunky sidekick in so many freaking dramas. Like, I'm kind of, like, overseeing her in that role because I want to see her in a lead role because she's so precious. And I just, yeah, I love her. So I finished Our Beloved Summer. And and finish something else probably too. No, I didn't finish anything else. So and I started Mr. Sunshine. Oh, yeah. So I likely would be done by the time this podcast comes out. But I've been posting on Instagram about it a lot because it's really been consuming my life. Let me just put it that way. I love it. 
I can't stop watching. I send Leah constant DMs about it because Amy has not watched it yet. And it when Leah doesn't answer me, <laughs> I then get angry and I harass her on Twitter because I feel ignored <laughs> and that I should be a priority in her life. <laughs> she should be there to soothe my feelings. Because Megan's day job is watching Mr. Sunshine. Feel- and, Lee's, <laughs> and Leah has an actual day job. I feel like you're like my brat and I'm your dom in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like being a brat because I need attention. And but yeah, I I'm just I'm obsessed with Mr. Sunshine on multiple levels. That's I'm so all happy. I, gotta say. I mean, that like, makes me really excited. Yeah, it really does. Amy, let me just say, OK, so I thought it was going to be a little dry and it is not like 100 <laughs> percent not like there's humor there's so much heart. The characters are, ugh, there's just so much depth to these characters. This isn't like a, like a spoiler, but like the way the characters are lives are like woven together. I, I just think you're, you're going to love it. Like I, I was nervous. I was like, if I watch this and hate it, Leah might like disown me. You could never, what? you could never um, tell her if you hated it. That's the whole thing. Right. But she would and, never and know. As Leah said, I would have just like politely endured it. <laughs> If I didn't like it, which is true, but I'm not. And I will not say I like something if I don't. Like, I I won't. Uh, I truly, I truly love it. I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm thinking about, I can't wait to, like, go watch more episodes. I'm just, I'm maybe halfway through. A little less than halfway. How many episodes are there again? 23 23 or 4. Okay. I'm on, like, episode 11. Jesus. I did. I, I say I stay up late. Like I'm up watching. Yeah, it's it's very consuming, but um, again, it's not dry. There's so much historical context. I've been really enjoying. Like mm-hmm. I'll pause it and look up stuff, and yeah. then do like googling of because it it matches up with real events in history, which is literally my kink. So like I'm just, oh, I love it so much. Yay! So that's it. So Amy, you you'll like it. Like, I'm very confident now. And this is Kim Moon Sook, too, like right? Mr. Yeah. Sunshine? Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm like, she's either, like, on or not. Right. And in this and case, this is on. on. Okay. I mean, I have to be honest, none of her stuff has actually been my favorite. So whatever she's doing in Mr. Sunshine is hitting me mm-hmm. in all the right the right places. So I am, yeah. That's that's it. I know I just talked about Mr. Sunshine for like five minutes, but I can't wait to talk about it on the podcast with the three of us. I think it'll be really, really fun to discuss. All right. Well, we just managed to talk for a long time about reality dating, which is not something that I thought we were going to ever do on this I podcast. Didn't think, but I thought this would be 45 minute long. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> no, it was lovely to see you all tonight. Yeah, I know. I miss you, you as guys. well. All right. Till next time. Annyeong. Annyeong. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. 
Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!